Washington. I'm Giles Snyder. The sheriff of uh, San Jacinto County, Texas, says authorities have found a cell phone they believe belongs to the suspect in Friday night's killing of five people inside a home in the small town of Cleveland. But the suspect himself remains at large, and Sheriff Capers says the search area has been widened. He could be anywhere now. Uh, we we uh, located the, the device that we were looking for, found it abandoned. Uh, there was some articles of clothing laying around. Uh, the tracking dogs from Texas Department of Corrections uh, picked up the scent, and then they lost that scent in the water. Authorities are looking for 38-year-old Francisco Rapesa. They say he was intoxicated when he carried out the shootings with an AR-15-style rifle after his neighbors asked him to stop firing off rounds in his yard because they were trying to sleep. Over the past several years, Republican state lawmakers in Texas have passed laws blocking local governments from regulating everything from fracking to ride-sharing services. Houston Public Media's Andrew Schneider says legislators are now poised to adopt a far broader measure that would dramatically limit home rule powers for cities and counties. House Bill 2127 would block Texas cities and counties from passing regulations in areas including labor, the environment, and finance, among others. Hani Khalil heads the Texas Gulf Coast Area Labor Federation. Local government's ability to protect tenants from slumlords could be banned. The ability to respond quickly to hurricanes and industrial fires could be banned. Many of the things that we have fought for, like a $15 minimum wage for airport workers and for workers on county construction projects. The bill has already passed the Texas House. Republican State Senator Brandon Creighton says it could pass the Senate as early as next week. I'm Andrew Schneider in Houston. A near-record heat wave tore through California this weekend, sending torrents of melted snow gushing down rivers and streams. But California has largely avoided the damaging flooding that had been feared. Joshua Yeager is with member station KVPR. He reports that Yosemite National Park is reopening today after park officials closed much of the park as a precaution. Yosemite National Park had closed late Friday in anticipation of possible flooding. While rivers are surging through the popular tourist destination, creating epic waterfalls and vistas, they didn't rise as high as forecasted. That's great news for tourists, but the region isn't out of the woods yet. A massive snowpack three times deeper than average still looms above the Central Valley. Snowmelt here is expected to peak in early July, and it's an open question whether water systems are up for the deluge. Californians can expect a reprieve from the heat this week. Temperatures are expected to plummet some 15 degrees, and forecasters say more snow is possible in May. For NPR News, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield. And you're listening to NPR News. WNF Tampa. At the White House Correspondents' Dinner last night, President Biden cracked jokes at his own expense, but he turned serious when he called for the release of Americans being held abroad, including two journalists. Journalism is not a crime. Evan and Austin should be released immediately, along with every other American held hostage or wrongfully detained abroad. President Biden calling for the release of the Wall Street Journal's Evan Gershkovich, who's been detained by Russia for the past month, and Austin Tice, who disappeared in Syria more than 10 years ago. The White House believes Tice is being held captive by the Syrian government. Film and television production in Hollywood has dropped markedly this year, and NPR's Neta Ulabi reports that's partly because of fears over a recession and a looming writer's strike. Film production companies have been tightening their belts for a while, with, for example, substantial layoffs recently at Disney, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Netflix. This is partly because of shareholders' insistence on profits, right when the economics of the streaming industry are still very much in flux. And filming is affected, too. According to Film LA, a not-for-profit that handles shooting permits in Los Angeles, on-location filming in the area has fallen by 24% this year compared to the year before. Some entertainment industry insiders say that TV production companies in particular have been loath to start filming shows that could be shut down by the strike. Neto Ulibi. NPR News. The writer's contract expires at midnight tomorrow. A strike by the Writers Guild of America would be the first in 15 years. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. 
I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! 9 a.m. weekday mornings right here at 88.5 FM. You'll hear the same fearless investigative reporting on topics too hot for the mainstream media. Tune in to Democracy Now! 9 a.m. weekdays right after the morning show. That's right here on WMNF, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Sarasota, Lakeland, Clearwater, Winter Haven, and Venice. Hi, I'm Kenny Coogan. Join Annie Ellis and myself as we co-host the Sustainable Living Show here on your community-supported radio station, WMNF Tampa. On Sustainable Living, we bring you conversations with local experts on sustainable topics. Please come share with us every Monday morning at 11 in our talks about alternative energy sources, organic gardening, farming, and everything in between. Sustainability is a balance of people, profit, and planet. Together, we will make a difference. Hey, Ed, you want to play What If? Sure. How do you play? Easy. Just imagine something that you'd like to see happen. Like having it rain tacos on Tuesday? Or how about a four-hour block of folk and acoustic music on WMNF? You don't have to imagine that. It's happening every Sunday morning, starting at 10 a.m. with Postmodern Nanny, hosted by me, Ed Lehman, featuring you and exciting Americana music along with classic folk favorites. And that's followed at noon for two hours with the Acoustic Peace Club with me, Jeannie Holton, and Nathaniel Cox featuring the best of folk and singer-songwriters with great topical songs and music that matters. Get your four-hour fix of folk music every Sunday starting at 10 a.m. right here on WMNF Tampa. What about my Taco Tuesday? This ain't the Food Network, Ed. Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise where we play all Caribbean music from the classics to the latest every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5 online at WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. We are back here on the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith II. And your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. Walter, I see there, trying to call the R. And you can also write us, dj at WMNF.org. And you can listen online worldwide at WMNF.org. Underrated groups ever. Mm-hmm. Pleasure. Man, those brothers were something. You hear those trumpets? Yeah. And that's why I love funk music, because it reminds me of the HBCUs. 
It reminds me of the band. A lot of those guys who were, who are in these bands, who were in these uh, funk bands, went to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Right? They, 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 and you can hear that power behind the trumpets and the trombones. You can hear it. You can hear it. You can hear it. Uh, another example would be uh, uh, Donald Byrd. Right, Donald Byrd and um, and his Blackbirds. The oh. Blackbirds were students of his at Howard University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, they, were, they were music students at Howard University, part of the band. Right, yeah, I tell you that that whole funk era is underrated. I think it represents freedom. Absolutely, this was the post segregation period, and this was the biggest fun we had. Absolutely, we're gonna do a show about that. We tried to do one before. Remember, we did that yeah. one. We're gonna do it again. We're gonna do that show again. In case you missed that show, uh, we you know we we cover a lot of stuff here on the Sunday Forum. But one of the things that we love is funk. Yeah, we love the funk. Right, all day, <laughs> all day, every day. And it, it, my wife says, you know, she she likes it, but it be so long. <laughs> it's a, the song's like at least five minutes long. Yeah, right? sometimes. But that groove, though, it was all about the groove. It was about the groove. That's what it was all about. That's what it was sometimes all about. you can skate to it. Sometimes you just dance. Right. Sometimes you just bop your head. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's what it's all about, man. It's, it's sharing that groove with you right here on the Sunday Forum every, every single Sunday on 88.5 FM. Uh, listen, uh, Mike Randolph, the number is 813-239-9663. Call in. We've had some issues in West Tampa with regard to Just Elementary School. Uh, we, we're really, really concerned with what's happening there uh, because as they go through the process of transitioning West Tampa, I'm not even going to say that, of gentrifying West Tampa, which is what they're really trying to do, uh, and take away those things that are beneficial landmarks or historic landmarks or schools that, that should be there that could be retrofitted, could be retrofitted and prepared like they were supposed to do them in, in uh, a long time ago. They're supposed to have done this like 15 years ago. They had all. They're supposed to do all the air conditioners in Hillsborough County. Remember that? Oh yeah, all of them. And what happened? They ended up not doing them, and there was some scandal behind it, right? And yeah. so right now we are looking at all types of issues uh, at at different elementary schools and high schools with regard to air conditioning and the structures themselves and. Uh, you know, all types of things are happening. And so Just is one of those schools, and we are doing everything that we can uh, to assist. Mike, are you listening to the show? If you're listening to the show, again, the number is 813-239-9663, 813-239-9663. I cannot transition right now to the other side in order to get you that number, but I, I, I'm assuming you're listening to the show. 813-239-9663. Uh, call in so that we can talk to you, Mike. Mike Randolph, one of our staunch supporters, and not just supporters, but, like, he's a real advocate out in West Tampa. Then uh, throughout Tampa, truthfully, in those underserved areas to make sure people start businesses, uh, that they understand economic development, and they understand, uh, they understand community development. So Mike has been... They're very instrumental, especially working with and working, working and actually directing the West Tampa CDC. Outstanding gentleman, outstanding gentleman, wonderful mind. I think that's Mike calling probably, but let's uh, let's go to the phone lines real quick. All right, and All right. Uh, I do want to say that we can write as DJ at WNF dot org. Somebody did write to, to respond to our first caller saying, "There's nothing lucky about being under a fascist, merciless." capitalistic dictator. Right. Ron DeSantis doesn't believe in true democracy or true freedom. Dictators only want you to be as free as they think you should be. Right. And uh, the other, the last line is Italy, Spain, and Germany tried fascism and it led to unspeakable atrocities. That is the history that we need to remember here. Absolutely. You know what? And one of the things that our guest who called, for that, that same guest who called in and made those comments about being lucky to be, to have a Ron DeSantis, we're not lucky at all. What, what we are is a very unfortunate. <laughs> and we're unfortunate because, as, as you look at it, sir, one of the things that, that you're doing is you're looking at one thing. We're looking at everything. And that one thing uh, can go either way with the argument. There are some things regarding that that he made that I believe made uh, made sense. 
but then there are other things that did not, and those things that did not certainly outweigh the things that 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 did. So I'm sorry, I can't go along with that one. Especially he crossed the line, the absolute line, when he started banning books and then started talking about uh, taking taking Black history out of the schools. I'm sorry, uh, if you support that, then you're absolutely. I, I gotta tell you, it's not even a matter of opinion. You're absolutely wrong. It's a matter of fact. And it's not, we are not looking to be under anything like that. And the whole war against diversity. Absolutely. And I think this same caller called in on another show on another day saying that a a white party such as the Republicans is more, uh, is more uh, together, uh, disciplined is the word he used, as opposed to a diverse party. <laughs> and I told him this really? is what democracy looks like. Really? <laughs> Go ahead, caller. Yeah, wow. you're on the Sunday Forum. Hello. Hello. Hey there, now I finally got you over there. You know, when y'all get a chance, you ought to do a program on cannabis conspiracy, the way it was put together, the way they did it to make it uh, just the way they want it or squeeze every last little dime out of it and deny it to the people that voted it in. Mm, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, hey, I didn't call you to mess up, do other thing you got going on there, but I just started that. People just aren't seeing that for what it really is. You know, you've got, like, the legislature, uh, John Morgan, and the cannabis mafia. Hey, y'all take care. Have a good day. All right. All right. Peace, man. Bye. All right. Eight, one, three, and we could do a show. We've done some shows on cannabis. Yeah, we have. We have people in here from cannabis, boy. Right. And the uh, <laughs> decriminalization of it. Um all right, back to the telephone lines. Like cannabis here. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. Go ahead, caller. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Hello. Hello. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, Walter. This is Mike Randolph. Mike Randolph, what's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm calling about two crises that we're having um, in West Tampa. Okay. Well, the one first crisis is just elementary school. They're trying to uh, close their school. Um, the West Tampa CDC is putting together a public-private, non-profit partnership in order to adopt that school using best practices from around the country in terms of how do you take a school from F to take that school to um, to uh, a C. Uh, we got an emergency community meeting coming up on May the 8th. Uh, and so anyone that wants to know about that can email me at uh, westtampacdc at gmail.com. This is going to be an online meeting in which we're going to bring together some private sector, public sectors, and the nonprofits to talk about how we plan to adopt um, just elementary school. Again, this is on May the 8th. It's going to be an online meeting. The other thing I want to call about, because it's so important, is the crisis we're facing in terms of workforce. Within the next three years, over 20 million jobs are going to be lost uh, nationally. I mean, um, worldwide, as a result of technology. AL, as you know, or artificial intelligence, is wiping out the service industry. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello? Um, we are, hello? Mike, you there? Mike? I think we lost that last call. I don't know how Mike, call back. Mike, call back, please. Let me tell you something. He's absolutely right. Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. right. Uh, we, we, we have... We've got to expand training and, and, and not just in the service industry. Let, let me be clear about this point, folks. When I was in South Africa, one of the things that became very clear to me, uh, uh, thanks to my father explaining it to me, uh, for those of you who don't know, my father was, uh, is, was an international educator. And one of the things that he was very clear about was the difference between educating and training. There's a difference. When you train, you train for a specific thing. When you educate, it, you, you're educating someone to be able to think outside the box. You're showing people how to think, right, as opposed to uh, showing people how to do, right? Okay, so when we do, when I do training, for instance, uh, my dad helped me to write my curriculum for my business where the when I do OSHA training, I'm doing, I'm not just doing training, I'm doing OSHA education, right? I am preparing somebody to go into the workforce to be able to think 
outside the box about a situation that they're in. Five of my students, when I started out, five of my students ended up in management as a result of what, of what I was teaching them, right? Okay, now, the, the reason that I'm saying that is because we, we tend to think that, that training and education are the same thing. They are not. They are not. Um, and W.E.B. Du Bois made that very clear that that was the case. And when you, when you look at um, Carter G. Woodson, same thing. He said the very same thing. And they, they pointed out the thing about the elephant. Remember, I don't know if you remember that, that story about training an elephant, mm-hmm. right? Okay, an elephant is born what? In the wild, mm-hmm. right? Typically, the elephant is born in the wild. So the elephant moves the way the elephant wants to move or it, it, it's, it's supposed to move. It goes where it wants to go. It's the largest land animal anywhere, right? So here it is. When, they, when somebody wanted to train an elephant, they would tie, uh, they would uh, put a chain on its leg and attach it to a stake. This is described in the book about the miseducation of the Negro. It, they, they chained the leg of the, of the elephant to a stake. And the elephant tries to pull and tug and pull and tug and pull and tug. And then the way they, the way they know that they have domesticated or broken that elephant is when they do, what they do is tie a string then to the leg and then tie that other end of the string to the stake. The elephant only pulls and tugs a certain amount because now it's trained mm-hmm. to go a certain distance. In South Africa, the intent of the Bantu Education Act was to put that chain on around the neck of black people, specifically for the purpose of making sure that they only worked in servitude. That's what they were trained for. The reason that we know, the reason that they, that they did that was so that they could main, remain in servitude and they could not operate in the global economic world. Forget about it, right? And the reason they, the, the way they were able to do that was by making certain that they did not learn English as a medium of instruction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Afrikaans was the medium of instruction because they wanted to be able to tell them exactly what to do and do exactly what was going to do and they could not think outside of the of, of what they what they knew and what they knew was their native language and Afrikaans. Right. <laughs> you know, uh before we go back to the telephone lines, I wanna throw this into the atmosphere as well. There's a new way to count the census is now being challenged on a number of, of fronts. And mm. one of those ways is how do we count prisoners? Oh. And uh a lot of people probably haven't thought about it, but, you know, it's uh, how the census is counting. It has a direct impact on how communities get funded from the federal government yes. and how power flows from those communities. And one of the things that has been going on is something called prison gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. So you're counting prisoners to be citizens where they're imprisoned as opposed to being counted as citizens from the communities that they Come came from, from right. which would really skew how funding is flowing mm-hmm. to those communities. So there's a there's a now a, a, an attempt to get the bureau because uh, of this deep concern, this contributions to prison gerrymandering, the census counts incarcerated people, like I said, in places where they're imprisoned. And so for decades, stakeholders have been advocating for changing this practice so incarcerated people are instead counted at their home addresses. It's something called the Prison Policy Initiative, and uh, a writing on behalf of 26 criminal justice and voting rights organizations recommended the Bureau of Research counting methods and other data sources like administrative data sets that could support that goal. So now, you know, electoral districts are drawn using the Bureau's data shift uh, political resources away from the communities of color mm-hmm. and reallocating them. Now, we talk about Rhonda DeSantis's mm-hmm. uh, 19-point win as he became governor this time. But a lot of that was because they've skewed these districts, right? you know, to right. go Republican. And uh, they got rid of a black district and created four new Republican ones. And the one that was uh, the black district now has a white representative. Right. So... You know, we have been dis- we have been totally disenfranchised, disenfranchised in the state, and they're taking a bow, saying, "Look at how great the Republicans' <laughs> p- 
performed in this state when what they did was steal it. Interesting you said rigged that. It. Interesting you said that. Um, folks, I'm going to tell you, and we're going to go to the phone lines, 813-239-9663. Please call again if you if you could not get in. Please call again, 813-239-9663. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a second. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this, and I want people to really hear what I'm saying to you. This was a travesty. This last this last election that we just did, this local election, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. And I'm talking about the all Hillsborough County. Everybody in the city of Tampa, shame on you. You're talking about the runoff election. Yeah, the runoff election. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. And the first election, hell. Okay. Okay, the runoff election especially. But the first election... Bad enough, but this the runoff election was so bad. I got phone calls of people who were caught who worked the the uh, the, uh, uh, the polls, and they were telling me flat out nobody, nobody had come to that that poll that that uh, that uh, 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 polling place that that uh, voting um, uh, uh, poll uh, yeah, precinct precinct yeah. excuse me the voting precinct at all on that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By 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 eleven o'clock that afternoon. By eleven o'clock that afternoon, and then by the time by the time the day was over, they probably had like a hundred, two hundred people. They can't they can't do that that one uh, that one uh, polling place. Yeah, Appreciate I think it. I was disenfranchised because I know I I requested vote by mail ballot and I didn't get it. Let me tell you, man, I did not it's get ridiculous. It. But but, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna tell you something else. Here, here's another point. Okay, now when I ran. The same thing happened, right? When I ran in the first in the first run in the first part of the run, um, people came out in the primary, right? Right. When I was in the runoff, when I made the runoff, was the most critical point. Now I'm going to show you what happens when you don't vote. Show you what happens. We had in in my this is not the first time that that there was a possibility of having three black males, mm-hmm. three black males on city on council. The council. Yeah. The, in fact, we could have had we could have had four black males on city council, but we didn't vote. We didn't come out. Two of us, as a matter of fact, one, two, one of us, me. I'm the only one that made it to the runoff hmm. in my election. And when and when I ran, we did not show up at the polls. After I, after it was over with, the person will remain nameless, but let's just say he's not in the seat anymore. When I when when that election was over with, and they they saw the entire time that, that that person was in the seat, that that it was there was nothing done, nothing, absolutely nothing. We suffered the entire time. You understand me? We mm-hmm. suffered. And I'm gonna tell you something. I got phone calls from the day that that from from the day after that guy got in, till now, right now today, saying I should have run again. Number one, number two, they they were saying that he did that that uh that that they that they wish they that they had voted the last time. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Because because what you see is performance. You understand? Once you see performance, once you see what happened, and then it happened again this time with this group, we had an opportunity to have three females, three, well one one two three four four females. Three of which would have been black females on city council. Now, what does the representation look like now here after this election? One, we have one black female, one white female, and uh, so that so that means five. So that means uh, uh, five males, five white males, five white males. Yes, one white female and only one, one black, black female. female. Mm-hmm. We could have had three black females yeah. and one white female on city council, all friendly. To what to what the people wanted and what the people want, you hear what I'm saying? We conceded power. Mm. We concede. We gave power away. Do you understand me? And when you don't vote, you're giving your power away. You are now powerless. Yeah. It's the same thing. Look at what happened with Ron DeSantis. The same thing. The reason the reason that Ron DeSantis is doing what he's doing is because we gave power away. We did not hold their feet to the fire. We did not sue. We did not do the things that needed to be done in order to fight this thing appropriately when the, when the time came. I'm telling you, 
These are things that we got to start doing more of, and we're not doing it. I don't know why. I don't know what's happening, and and, and what the what the the whole problem is while we're standing flat footed and letting them blow right by us. People are disaffected right now. They and I think that you know if they're wearing us down, they're wearing us yeah. down with these policies, with this you know these pinpricks to our voting rights, and oh, I they think- buy you they buy you some pizzas for a pizza party. And then, and then you don't you don't vote. And a lot of people don't understand the runoff <laughs> right. process. Uh, right. You know they feel like you know why do we got to go back to the polls and vote again? You know so I think it's it's sort of wearing people down. And plus we need voter education but on a regular basis. But the question of why? Just take your ass down there and vote. Yeah, uh, but you know then people go up to the wrong precincts. I mean people wrong, just, yeah man they're, they're, and, and, and they're the precincts, destabilizing us it's politically. True. It's true. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. You have you, you have loaded up these phone lines. Yeah, we have. Go ahead, call it. You're on the Sunday forum. Good. That's what it means to be loaded up. What's up, man? Hey, you the man. You the man. I'm just looking at it. I'm just looking at this picture roll, man. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm hanging in there, and I'm seeing the picture rolling like y'all seeing it. I don't know what the other people watching that call in saying some ridiculous stuff, but I just say that. <laughs> like, for instance, I just want to make this quick and get off, because last week I tried to get in, you ran out of calls. There was a guy called in and said, you don't get callers compared to somebody else, which wasn't even the subject or the topic. Oh, they were just man. throwing salt in the game. They call that throwing salt. That's all right. Then the audacity to say that Egypt, uh, him it, was uh, actually uh, Caucasian people. They lost Kimmet, their mind. Kimmet, Kimmet, they, they, and the, all the studies that they want to take out came out of Timbuktu. Go look it up for yourself. The first original school of study and doctrine from the British came there. Uh, from all over the world came to Timbuktu. Why well, you think you trying to destroy that? That knowledge. <laughs> That's why they're trying to destroy that. Timbuktu put it all out there. The sciences and knowledge, the astrology. So anyway, I just wanted to drop that because I can't Stand for somebody to throw a lie out there and try to act like it's supposed to marinate on us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you guys oh, yeah. do a, a, a hell of a job, too, man. I, I couldn't do it no better. I couldn't, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, bless up to you. And, uh, you know, we got to keep our head up and keep pushing through because nobody's stopping. I mean, they ain't stopping, so we don't get a chance to stop. We just get a chance to take a break. Like they say, take a 50 minute break. <laughs> they ain't stopping. We need to get it on and popping. Yeah, hey. There you go, baby. You That's a good T-shirt right there. Don't just go ahead and quote me on it, man. Yeah, you got you got the ideals of ideals. There's so many things marketing that you could be doing, and you probably wouldn't be doing it anyway because they're necessary. <laughs> they ain't stopping, so it's on and popping right here on WMNF eight eight point five, baby. The Sunday Forum. Yes, Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you more. Y'all doing your thing, man. All right, all right. Don't let nobody worry you. Don't let nobody worry you. Oh, never you got that. it, baby. Never that. <laughs> never that. That's right. All right. You know, man, put on that, that uh, Mike McDonald's, that, so that background music. Yeah. Keep forgetting. You already got me. You already in my head. Yes, sir. Keep forgetting. Yes. All right. I could also play regulate, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, he's right, man. You know, we, we can't we can't let people get us down. We, we forget, you know. We we'll go back to that funk music, right? And it's like the music spoke to us. It told us that, right? Ain't no stopping us now. Right? That's right. Tighten up right. on your backstroke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sink or swim, right? sink or swim, baby. <laughs> you know. Get these shackles off my feet. Won't yeah. let me dance. You know what I mean? These are things that we listen to and we live by. Our parents live by this stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We we can't we can't let this get us down. We can't let them do this to us. No. So mm-hmm. we gotta do for who? Ourselves. Yeah, we have to have knowledge of what? Self. We've been through much worse. Our ancestors have been through a lot. So we could do it too. Come on. Come <laughs> on now. You ain't just gonna run up in our house and start hanging mugs no more. That's not about to happen anymore. <laughs> right? You, you, something gonna happen to you. We're gonna we gonna get you. You come up in here with that. Come on, man. We're not gonna let that happen. We're gonna regulate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. We're gonna regulate. Let's go to this next call. <laughs> That's right. 813-239-9663 for the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. 
Good morning. How you doing? All right. How you doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. 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 Uh, Josh Holton. All right, Josh. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, good to hear you all on the air. All right, brother. All right. So, I- I'm feeling some of the frustration you all were expressing with uh, turnout. Okay. And, uh, my my question, my comment, and my question is, you know, um, I remember back when I was doing some political things about a decade ago, we passed some amendments, amendments five and six in the state of Florida, and the goal of those at the time were to help with the gerrymandering mm-hmm. and to make districts look more normal and change the laws on, you know, how you could draw those districts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, um, it's frustrating, you know, seeing how it seems like some of these amendments, some of these laws maybe um, are, are falling to the wayside. Um, I don't know if there's more proposals underway to try to address this gerrymandering. Um you know, obviously, we, we just had some some districts drawn, uh, you know, by DeSantis, and so you know, and, and you know his his folks, and so mm-hmm. what I'm wondering is, you know, how do you kind of keep the motivation up, not only to keep pressuring um, the state government to draw these districts correctly, but but also to increase the turnout because you know I, I feel like a lot of the uh, when you hear about stuff like gerrymandering, it can be very demotivational. And it's, you know, it, it makes people maybe think their vote doesn't count. And so, um, of course, their vote does count. And some of these elections that we just had in the uh, city council were decided by only a few hundred votes. Right. And so um, how do you kind of, I guess, when, when you're talking to folks in the community, how do you balance um, helping people appreciate that need to not forget about what they can be doing to talk to their legislators or to try to impact um, gerrymandering, but to also stay motivated to go and turn out and know, knowing that it could be their vote that's one of the one or two hundred that decides, you know, who's going to be the steward of our city, you know, for, for the next short while. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I think, I think, Josh, one of the things that we, and thank you very much for your question. And very good points made. And thank you for your service as well, your help with all this stuff. Let me tell you this. I think that one of the things that I learned from my from my parents and from my years in working with and interviewing people from the civil rights era was they have a very, very... People like to play that down. You don't play that down because they these people were warriors, man. They were serious warriors. And one of the things that you that you have to remember is... There was much more involvement than what there is now, with regard to with regard to this issue. For instance, uh, you had the the black church that was involved in the in these discussions, in these in these determinations, if you will, about where voting precincts were going to be, and how to map those things, right? And so that's not happening anymore because a lot of our churches have. Uh, have, have dwindled away. We are leaving. We're leaving our community churches and going to mega churches, uh, in many instances. And so the people that were a part of that movement are no longer a part of that movement, and they're in the future generations are now not a part of that community anymore. Right. That's number one. Number two, uh, we have organizations that are that have been that have been in the past a part of that of that process, and they are no longer a part of that process. Uh, as strongly as they have been before, and in some instances, you have people who are who are not competent in these areas and just don't want to admit to the fact that they're comp- that they're not competent in those areas. We've got to have the, the the attorneys, and for the first time in our history, we have more attorneys than any other time in our history, right? And so we need to start having those attorneys at those meetings. We need to start demanding that they be a part of these discussions, and that's not happening. Not not to the degree that it should, and we need to have overwhelming numbers, overwhelming numbers that are being involved in this process. Not just people that are marching, and not just people that are making statements, but people who are being who are being a part of the actual determination. They need to be sitting. They need to be a part of the uh, of the committees of the of the uh, of, of the of the committees that make those determinations as well. Uh, I'll give you another example of something. When uh, Leander Shaw, I'll give you a perfect example. When Leander Shaw was placed 
in uh, was appointed governor during the time of Bob Graham's administration. There, there was not a black face on the on the in the consideration for a chief justice, not one. And my father was actually the for the first time we had a black person who was on that committee. My father was on that committee, and he demanded that we have that that we have that we take a step back and that we actually get somebody on that committee. He made a phone call to a Leander Shaw and put and made certain that Leander Shaw's name was on that list and he saw to it that he became that, that he became the chief justice of the state of Florida yeah. the supreme court and so that is very very important folks when we have when we have that kind of of participation and power it wasn't just my father it was my father in the, with the backing of people like uh Arnett Gerardo uh people like um uh gosh um uh uh Gosh, everybody's slipping my mind right now, man. I'm having this. I'm 50 years old now, so I'm having senior moments. Oh, Carrie Meek. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have people like um, uh, James Hargrit. All these people were supporters and part of the state legislature that took part in that process and backed that determination, right? And so uh, Dad had the ability to say, no, we're going to have a black chief justice and under consideration a black, a black judge is going to be, and we're going we gonna, to we gonna see to it that it's going to be Leander Shaw. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the type of demands that we need to start making. Yeah. That means working on many fronts. That does. It, it, it does. It's not just about casting a ballot, but the, it, it requires work all the time. It Every does. day, all day. It does. And it's not, it's not an easy task. But we got to start getting building the endurance for it. Right. And we better start doing building that endurance now. Well, I think we need to really start cluing in on our high school students. And uh, people turn 18 every day. Uh, and we know that these, this new generation, they're not neo-Nazis. They're not trying to go mm-hmm. backwards. These people are, the young people are progressive. They, they pro-climate change, uh, you know, knowledge. They're... They're about gun control. Uh, but see, there are a lot of this. things that they're about. You're, you're right. You're, you're exactly right. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a second. But I'm going to make sure that I, I want to make sure I'm clear about this point. We need to make certain that we are on the, when you talk about climate change and stuff like that, we need to be on the committees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making a difference. Making a difference. Not letting letting white people say, oh, well, you're going to go, we're going to put you on on the sports commission. No, I don't want to be on the damn sports commission. I yeah. want to be where it's going to make a difference. That's because you because we're gonna we're gonna dominate that anyway. So I'm not worried about that so much as I am what you know. Uh, I, I want to make sure that you put me in the front office of the actual <laughs> sport that's being done. I don't care about the other part. Yeah, what I can Leroy, make determinations then. I like to know where did Leroy Selman get out of all of that? You know, maybe a toll road. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You gonna name name a toll road after Leroy Selman, and so all of us gonna just bow down. Oh, thank you so much, Lordy. <laughs> right. Thank you for the crumbs you just gave us, <laughs> and the crumbs we're gonna we give you in the process. Out there and get them chitlins that you left us for for, for dinner. Yeah. Oh, man, please, give me a break, man. All right, back to the phone lines. Go ahead, call it. You're on the Sunday Forum. How you doing? It's Shane. Shane, what's up, man? Oh, what's happening? All right, brother. Okay. Uh, I was sitting there listening at you with earlier. We are talking about Tico. Mm-hmm. People who make money don't give that money up. They're not going to give up. <laughs> They're not going to give their power up. They don't care who they kill or how they kill them. As long as they know it's making money. It's not, we're not in school, like the 80s. Capitalism is about making more money. It's not about helping nobody. The people who invest in those companies, there's nothing you're going to tell them that's going to make them say, you know what, I don't want my money no more. Those people who do that, ain't nothing to do. So the only thing we can do is revolt. We got to be like, like they say that uh, January 6th people was. Until we get angry enough to actually revolt against our government, our government is going to continue to do things like this. They're going to change the, the, do the gerrymandering where they can change where your votes mean, what they mean. And then just because someone is black, that don't mean they're going to do the right thing when they get in there. Barack Obama was black. And as for black people, per se, he did nothing, yes? 
He did let everybody get health care, everybody. But he had separate agendas for other people. But I don't think because the person is black, I, we should just vote for him to get in there. And black judges misuse black people in courtrooms also. So maybe we need to push a whole different agenda for the women to say the no one's talking about reparations. But the first thing we must do is get out of slavery. We must free our minds. We still think the same. I mean, well, Shane, we let, let me get our minds together. Shane, let me let me point something out to you. First of all, I, I can appreciate the, the the thought. I can definitely appreciate what you're saying. Uh, but think we gotta we gotta ask ourselves a couple of questions. One, are you still there, Shane? Is you still there? All right. So 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 here's number one. First thing. Let's let's talk about revolt. Revolt takes place in different ways, right? Um, you can storm a place, a building, or whatever it is, and you can end up being dead, right? And then there's nobody to fight to fight your war. They gladly shoot us, and we'd be all dead on the front lawn. And then what? what who's going to fight the revolt then, right? The, so you got to think about what it is that you're going to do. What's going to happen? What's going to be the outcome of what's about to happen? So the next thing that you got to think, and I, I respect people who who work on all fronts. I respect, I respect that. But you got to have people who deal with policy and think outside the box. you got to play chess, not checkers. So the first thing that I would think of is how do I, how do I infiltrate uh, uh, these types of, these types of uh, uh, workplaces and stuff like that? Who does the sweeping? The janitors. What do those janitors usually look like? Us. Right. What, what what happens when a, when a whole you ever seen ants make build an ant an ant bed? Look at the proportions of that. Think about the proportions. Think about who's there. Think about or what's there. How many of them are building that thing? Everybody, every single ant contributes to that situation, to that building of that ant pile. I've seen ant piles as high as a as a bookshelf before, right? Okay, so now consider this: when you when you talk about the issue of doing something like going up against a power company. I recognize the fact, just like everybody else does, that people don't want to concede money. Of course they don't want to concede money. But people don't want to be called human rights violators. And before and before they concede money, but before they sit up there and say, hey, look, man, you know, if you if you can't do something better than what you're doing with with my money, I'll take it somewhere else. And guess what happens? That same company that you're going up against, they start losing that power because now they don't have any money, they don't have any stockholders, and stockholders are leaving. And then what ends up happening? They got to go a different direction now. It's like the bus boycott. When everybody, when, when everybody actually participated in the bus boycott and did what they were supposed to do, then guess what? These white folks changed because what? The 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 concept of the bus boycott changed the minds because the economics. Was the money was not in their pockets anymore? Right now they couldn't pay those salaries. They couldn't do anything, so they had to come to the table. Now, see, they can't. They had to come to our table. We didn't go to theirs. They had to come to our table at that particular point because we were in control. And so, what I'm suggesting to everybody out there is build our own table. Make them come to us. Listen, when nobody wants to be called a racist publicly, and no one wants to be put on center stage about that, no one wants to be put on center stage for being a human rights violator. Especially that. that. That's the last thing on the mind of right. any power company to be called a human rights violator. But that's exactly what they're doing. And believe it or not, companies don't want bad press. I mean, they if they that. don't want shareholders talking bad about the company, that no. could drive down stock prices just as fast as anything else. Absolutely. So they don't want people talking bad about the company. Absolutely. Okay. Man. Okay. I heard what you said. <laughs> I heard what you said. Drug dealers. Get called all kind of names within their community, and people actually look down on them. And nobody stops the crime of selling drugs, not from the government on down to the guy on the corner. So, yeah, but but but, but, who, I mean, but why do the drug dealers exist? Once you have it, why do the drug dealers exist, Shane? Why do they exist? No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're talking about no one gives up power once they have it. I mean, even if they can be replaced, somebody, the next drug dealer will come up and take his place. That's the problem. And do the exact same thing. Our government process does the exact same. We've been playing chess for how many years? The only thing we're doing is losing soldiers. I mean, 
Martin Luther King played chess. I didn't like the way he played, but he lost soldiers. Uh, Michael Max had played chess. Look how his game played out. We keep playing chess, but why we keep losing? I'm a pretty well-rounded chess player myself, but sometimes you got to push that board on the table, on the floor, and make some real moves. We're not <laughs> making no moves. Right now, you said they're not coming in the houses and hanging us no more. Tell that to Sandra Brand. Sandra Brand. <laughs> they're not coming in the houses. They didn't go in the house and do They, 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 killed, they killed off the street, man. They didn't, they didn't they go to a to house and do it there. They, they, they didn't go to the house. They caught her on the street and got her. So Sandra Bland, that's a bad analogy, brother. Sandra Bland, yes, yeah, she was, she was, she was stopped. Was in the house that yeah. they came in. You talking about Breonna Taylor? Breonna, yeah. oh, Breonna, my bad, my no bad. problem. But I get your point. I get your point, brother. They're killing us, and they, and I mean every day. And what we doing? We marching, we protesting. That's we because that. they have a history. A it's called terrorism. They yeah. played terror. They was I'm killing us lie. in the 1960s. That's what I'm saying. That's the game they played. That was the game. They they bombed the school, the buses, as they, the Freedom Riders. We don't <laughs> do that. We <laughs> don't do this, man. Violence we, is not going to stop we, them. We don't do that unless, unless we're forced to do it. And that's the one thing we're trying to avoid doing. Trust me, the last thing you even want, trust me, you say it. But I'm telling you, I don't know if you, you you in the military? You ever been in the military I, before? Yeah, no, I think we got to go on to the next okay, caller. Going next out one. of time. Is it, yeah, is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. How are you? All right. How Excellent. are you? Uh, this is Alvaro. I wanted to. Hey, man. To, uh, What's up, man? All right. All right. You came on, you came, you came on, man. You sound like a white dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that. <laughs> you, you, said, <laughs> you didn't sound like yourself, Alvaro. <laughs> okay. How you doing, man? Uh, I, I, all right, I'm doing good. Thanks. Thank you for the program. Good discussion. You were talking a little while about uh, elections and uh, city council and uh, and uh, Walter's uh, run. And uh, I wanted to uh, to say something with all the respect and with all the love that I have for you all, uh, and including you, uh, Walter. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the problem is that when we run, uh, we can't just run on uh, the fact that we look pretty or that people know us and, and, uh, and they like us. You know, they think we're nice guys. We have to have a program, you know? And, and, uh, and I see you articulating a program here on the air, but when you run, really think about it. You know, we, we used to talk about it at the time. You, you had no program. Your, your program was a, a cultural house or something. You did not talk about uh, police brutality. You did not talk about housing. You did not talk about all the all the issues, even uh, environmental uh, racism uh, and environmental problems that you have been bringing up, uh, you know, uh, in the years afterwards. You know, so I think that's important too because uh, in the community needs or, or is looking for somebody's going to fight in there. You know, and, and if uh, if you go up and and, uh, and you're not fighting, you're not talking about the, a program that people care about, then you know. Then they're going to say, you know, well, you know, the, you know, this guy may look pretty, may have a nice suit and a nice hat, but, you know, what is he going to articulate? You know. Right. Well, let me let me let me let me respond to that, Alvaro. The first thing is, yeah, I did say things like that. I, I remember very clearly. I pointed those things out. I even had them in my in my in my uh, rat cards and things like that, where I specifically pointed those things out. One of the things that that and 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 but you're right. That I, let, let me not let me not be defensive. I'm going to say that you're, you're right, that no one needs needs to go running for office without those plans and without stating what those plans are. That's very, that's very very true. I did state those plans, and I was very clear about those plans. I was, I was put in a situation where I was defending, defending, and quite often retaliating with regard to what was being presented to me. And I had to, I had to even shift, and that's what we have to do is shift the conversation to where we are. For instance, when they talked about the canopies and things like that, I was the only one who spoke about urban heat islands. Nobody even heard of an urban heat island that was on the stage. They didn't even hear about it, right? Uh, when we talked about the issue of housing, I'm the only one who explained the, on the stage and even knew that. Coming down the pipeline and what had already come down the pipeline from the state legislature was that the ability of local governments was taken away to be able to leverage for local, for affordable housing when we had developments. I was the only one who knew that and the only one who stated it. 
Yeah, right? Trying to connect the dots. I was on, trying to connect the, the dots of what, what was what made sense. And when it came down to weapons, because at the time what happened was we had a lot of those mass shootings, right? And I spoke out about that issue. I'm the only one that had that, that spoke out about those issues from a very personal standpoint and gave stories about it because I was working with many of the kids who had been affected by that in some way right here in Hillsborough County. So no, I did address those issues. It's just that you know, I, you know, people didn't want me in that position. I was dangerous. I am. I'm, I'm dangerous in that position. And anybody who looks like me is going to be dangerous in that position to the powers that be. And that that's the real issue. Avril? Uh Yeah, no, I I, uh, I was there when you launched the campaign, uh, you may remember, which I thought also part of the problem was uh, you had no backup from the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, there was nobody that's true. There. You know, you, this is true. You, uh, you had a, a room full of people, uh, wonderful people, uh, all uh, basically middle class, relatively wealthy people from the looks of, of, uh, of things. Uh, and and uh, I mean, several hundred people there and about three or four white uh, tied to the Democratic Party. That mm-hmm. was it. You mm-hmm. know? So there was yep. no backup from the Democratic Party. And I, I saw you go up and, and I saw you, uh, I mean, people like you, you know, people felt very positive about you. People, I think, were waiting for you to say something. And I heard the whole time, and you, you, you know, you spoke about uh, some uh, house that needed to be, uh, you know, renovated, some historical house or something. Jackson House. Nothing Jackson about house. the issues that people needed to hear. I, I understand that you also had an audience that probably would not have been receptive. But, you know, I, I think we needed to talk to the needs of the communities, the needs of the people. You know, the people that were there, uh, uh, I think, basically had it made. You know, they were okay. You know, they were not hurting financially from what I saw, from what I could see. Uh, but uh, we needed to speak about the, the, the bulk of the community. How is the bulk of the community doing? And... and uh, and I, I didn't see you speaking about that. And I remember us talking about it, and and uh, and and, uh, and it just didn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't articulated. You know, you may have been articulating it in in uh, in circles, you know, in, in like in in different uh, instances and situations, but uh, loud and clear, you know. And, and when you were, uh, you know, when people were listening to you, such as when you started your campaign, when when you had large gatherings, I didn't see that happen. You know. Okay. Well. You know, we disagree. I, I, I got video of what you know of the different ones. I've I've had to, I've had to actually trace that and watch, and watch it over and over again. And I, I know I know the mistakes were made, but that mistake was not one of them. That's right. for sure. Caller, you're <laughs> the last caller. Go on. You're on the Sunday forum. Caller, caller, go ahead. Well, I guess they don't want to talk. That's all right. It's all right. Hey, folks, listen. You know we're gonna we're gonna. Um, this is this is great. This is great conversation. Great conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think that I think that what we have have got to do is have more of these types of conversations. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, I really really appreciate all of you calling and participating. I appreciate everybody who's watching this on the Facebook page, waving everybody right now. Uh, on the Facebook page for the Sunday Forum and on the Walter L. Smith II Facebook page. I want, to rem- I want to remind you about the battles that are being fought in our communities right now. One for Just Elementary on May 8th. Watch out for that online. We're going to make sure that Mike Randolph puts that on our Sunday Forum Facebook page. But I do like um, what one emailer has written and said, the answer is to create an effective defense against any weapon formed against you, just yep. like the immune system inside your absolutely, body. <laughs> absolutely. Um, $15 an hour. Yeah. Um, from the USF Blue Gap Group. Make sure that that you that um, you watch out for that. It's going to be posted on the Sunday Forum Facebook page. Um, listen, folks, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. And as always, from our voice to the radio station, to the radio waves, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Hey, we're going to go out. But Billy, we're out. Uh, we have the Postmodern Nanny coming up next. Yes. With Ed hooting that ass, my main man. Layman. Layman, what's going on, brother? Hey, listen, watch out for us uh, next week. Check check us out. Tune in. And uh, we out. Yep. WMNF Tampa. The rhythm is the bass of the bass. Chords, strings, we bring melody. G-Funk. Where rhythm is life and life is rhythm.